Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. Hey, Dan, welcome back to the show, brother. How you doing? Good to be back with you. Yeah, so, hey, uh, I want to talk about this book, but I want to get your thoughts on the coronavirus. Uh, I know you're on TV a lot talking about these types of things. Uh, what's the latest info that you know, and, and what do you have to say to our listeners about how concerned they should be about this? Well, look, I think that the key is both taking action and not panicking, right? I mean, you know, what we don't need to do is we don't need to go buy six months of toilet paper and water. Uh, they're restocking shelves. Uh, you know, and this is, gonna, this is going to go away. With that said, we need to take serious action right now. And that means, uh, you know, depending on where you are, the social distancing thing, it may sound sort of, you know, philosophical, but it will make the difference in terms of how much this thing spreads. And that just means, you know, to try to keep your distance from people, um, you know, apart from obviously uh, close family, until this thing uh, blows over. And to, you know, the washing your hands and the um, not touching your face, et cetera. I mean, these are all ways to prevent people from getting it. And look, even though 80% of the cases are mild or moderate, with a, with a pretty uh, rapid recovery. If you've got a family member, uh, that's, how, that's primarily how this thing is being transmitted, is within families. So, you know, you get it and you're under 60 and you give it to someone older or someone with a compromised immune system, it could kill them. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, that's the key here is just being smart, being practical, but not being frantic. One follow-up question. Uh, besides the human impact, I mean, there is the financial impact of this. The CDC uh, said yesterday up to eight weeks of uh, social distancing and closure of certain businesses, especially in the service industry. How, how far or how deeply do you think the government is going to step in to help make sure that we don't have a huge uh, economic downturn after this is all said and done? I mean, look, the question, you know, there's only so much the government can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the government's going to, you know, bring the, the, the Federal Reserve rate down to, to zero and there's going to be a stimulus package, et cetera. But, you know, the government can only do so much. So the economy is going to take a hit. There's no doubt about it. And I think, you know, when people focus on the stock market so much, I mean, that's not really the place to, to determine how the economy's doing, but they're the, the ones who are predicting how the economy will do. And so you can see with the, what's expected to be a brutal morning on the market that basically the, the experts there are concerned that the economy long-term, at least, you know, when I say long-term, I mean at least for the next six months to a year, could be taking a big hit as a result of everything that's happening. Dan Abrams, the chief legal analyst for ABC News. He's also on Live PD on A&E Network. Uh, Let's talk about this new book with John Adams under fire, the founding father's fight for justice in the Boston massacre murder trial. And uh, this book could easily be described as America's first legal fight, like for a murder trial. Is that accurate or correct me if I'm wrong there? No, yeah, it would be described as America's first 
big murder trial. Yeah. I mean, this is seven. This is 1770. British soldiers have just shot and killed five colonists. As you can imagine, people are angry. They are taken to the streets. And the governor of Massachusetts comes out, who's a loyalist to the British crown, and says, we will live and die by the law. And so people sort of say, all right, that's what he says. Let's see if that happens. John Adams, the patriot, agrees to represent the British soldiers in this case and lost half his law business, had rocks thrown through his window as a result of it. But it was a seminal case in setting the standards for American law today. And we have the 217-page transcript from the trial, which serves as the heart of this book. John Adams coined the phrase, facts are stubborn things, from this book. So, from this case. So this is a really fascinating trial, a really important trial, and and we try to bring it to life, because in the end, it's still a murder trial. And I didn't know this. Uh, It was the first use of reasonable doubt, which is a a, a very common term now in the legal system. Uh, What were some of the other revelations from this uh, trial that you talk about in your book? Yeah, so so that's, that's one of the big ones, is that that this was the first case where the beyond a reasonable doubt standard uh, was employed. Um, Look, I think the most important takeaway from this is that the faith in in the judicial system, in the law, prevented the American Revolution from starting six years earlier. It prevented there from being violence in the streets. And I hope that that's the case today. I hope people, I want people to have that kind of faith in the legal system. I think it's so critical. And I think that's the enduring lesson from this trial and hopefully from this book. Dan Abrams, chief legal analyst from ABC News, also uh, the host on Live PD on A&E Network. Uh, hey, I want to get your thoughts on this story that I talked about earlier on my show this morning. So these, there's these two brothers in Tennessee who, who took a 1,300-mile trip and bought up every single hand sanitizer product that they could find. And now the uh, Tennessee Attorney General is is investigating these two for price gouging when they tried to go on Amazon and, you know, try to make a ton of money off this. Uh, wh- what do you know legally wh- what these guys are going to be facing if, if something moves forward with this? So price gouging is illegal. There's specifically price gouging laws on the books in the vast majority of states. It ranges from being civil penalties in most of the case, most cases to, in certain cases, it can be criminal. I don't know in Tennessee if it is uh, one of the states that where it's criminal, but I can tell you that that there is no doubt that we're going to see um, local government officials trying to enforce these price gouging laws because you know this is exactly what you don't want in an emergency, and there are certain things that have to kick in. For example, in most states, it has to have been declared a public emergency in most states. And look, one of the legal questions will be, is this considered an essential item, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because typically these laws are applied, you know, to tornado or a hurricane, something where you can't get water, you can't get gasoline. It's to prevent them from doing that. Is hand sanitizer an essential? It probably is in the context of, of, of this. But that, that'll be one of the interesting legal questions, I think, that would arise. But I, I think that, that it's important that, you know, folks be put on notice that, that you know, the, the Ebays of the world, the Amazons of the world are, are going to do their bit to prevent you from selling it. And then if you do somehow get through, that local officials across this country are going to be looking for you because 
it, it would be a very popular political position to take to go after the people mm-hmm. who are trying to charge, you know, absurd amounts. And look, there are going to be some people who are going to say, look, it's free market. Uh, why shouldn't they be able to, to charge as much as they want? And the answer is, if it's considered an essential in a public health emergency, um, you know, we don't necessarily say the free market should just, uh, should just rule. Yeah, I like what you said there. I think one of the markers for this is going to be, you know, there are hospitals having to ration out hand sanitizer. Um, I think I saw a story, and I'd have to go back and look for it, but maybe in Thailand somewhere where police there had to actually raid somebody because they had uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of rolls of toilet paper. They had to seize that. Uh, Do you think we'll ever get to that point in America where if people are doing this, that the government would have to step in and seize these products and then distribute them appropriately? Well, well, look, you know, no, because this is this is the area I think people are getting too panicked when it comes to like toilet paper. They're going to restock the shelves the next day. We don't have a toilet paper shortage in this country. Um, We have people panicking about the need to buy a year's worth of toilet paper. Yeah. You don't, that's not, that, that that doesn't need to happen. Um, People need to calm down. Now, hand sanitizer is a little different because there really is, it seems, you know, a a real shortage now in the country, but they're still restocking um, in, you know, throughout the country at the big retailers. Um, They're going to have more hand sanitizers. So, you know, I don't think we're ever going to be in a situation in this country, you know, at least based on this, where they're going to be raiding, you know, warehouses to try to get back the hand sanitizer and yeah. the uh, and the toilet paper. Rick, got to go. I got to move on. Love it. Dan Abrams, thanks for joining us, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com.